This is Shandon Autumn from the Dreamzine and gradio.ca. I am here tonight with JFB Post Shambhala 2018. So stoked. Let's just jump right into it. What's your background and how did you get started? All right. Um, I was 16 and uh, we had like um, all these mixtapes of rave, raves and stuff like that. Like uh, Groups like The Prodigy were really big and like um, basically drum and bass and techno and house was basically all called jungle techno it was all merging together it's just like break beats and stuff like that and uh, we started listening to these tape packs and um, we then me and my school friends at the time then we found out there were raves and parties so we went to a party and i was like you know what i'd love to dj learn what djing is about and stuff like that and a friend of mine said oh i've got some a dj set up at mine when you come around i came around uh, saw that it was like turntables and vinyl and a DJ mixer. And I was like, oh, right, it's a lot less complicated than I expected. And I'd saved up a little bit of money and I, I went out and bought like the shittest bits of hi-fi decks ever. They were like basically cassette with the the old cassette radio and hi-fi turntable on top, but no way of like changing the speed of it, pitch control and stuff like that. And I had two of these and I had this big round volume control and I was learning how to mix by holding it in time with my hands and stuff like that. And I got a gig on a pirate radio two weeks later. And then I met all the people in the drum bass scene in my local town and started playing there like twice a week for a couple of years. And then um, some of my friends had like some techniques and some scratch mixes. So I just to go around their place all the time, smoking weeds and like um, learning scratching there. And then I got a job in a nightclub. And I used to take my records to work every night just in case the DJ was late or didn't turn up, which happened a few times. And then uh, a few promoters gave me a few lucky breaks and, yeah, left from there. What have been your favourite festivals so far that you've played at this year? Oh, Shambhala, for sure. Yeah, that's that's definitely my favourite. So I've been lucky. I've been near, pretty much around the world, not everywhere, but definitely around the world and a lot of places. And I've... I'm very lucky I get to play a lot of places and I've done some really fucking cool festivals, but Shambhala is definitely my favourite. Do you have a, a favourite moment from the festival? Probably the first time I was there, and um, it was in 2012 and I played, and I just, um, I was really excited to be there. I knew it was like a big thing for Canada and I knew how loads of everyone loves it and how amazing it was, and I'd been there for a day already and it was great. I just felt like absolutely no pressure and um, it was really nice because I got a very uh, good response from everyone and uh, it was just so nice. What software and equipment are you using lately? I'll write for, for gigs and stuff. I use Serato, Serato DJ. Um, I've been using that for 12 years um, and it's still amazing. I still love it. Yeah, I use that uh, for gigs on my laptop. At the moment, I've got this new DJ mixer called the Rain 72. And um, I'm currently endorsed by them, which is really cool because they give me equipment. But yeah, in um, yeah, in turntables, obviously. But recently, that, that company, Rain, they brought out some new turntables, which are like, they don't have a needle or a tone arm. They're, they're made specifically for Serato, but they're trying to emulate like um, a turntable that doesn't jump and is really sturdy but it's still as responsive as a turntable and they did like a really amazing job with it and um, I've got them here 
and I use them at a lot of gigs, but mostly those gigs are in England because I drive them in my car. The majority of problem, uh, problems people have with turntables is the bass vibrations. So, like, if, you, if you're just playing normal records, the bass vibrations sometimes can cause, like, a really bad bass hum, like a feedback sound. Uh, but with the Serato thing, it, uh, the bass vibrations affect the tracking of the needles with the time-coded records, which can be really bad for scratch DJs. Those scratch routines I've made specifically to do things at specific times. If anything goes wrong, it totally messes me up. So let's say that happens mid-set. What do you do? Um, I either have right. So right. So on my records, I've got like a sticker, and I use that as a visual marker point. And so what I've done is because you can have all your music in the laptop, uh, you can edit the 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 left and right record to be to have the audio correlate with that sticker how you want. And so I use that to be able to um, scratch the arrangements so that it seems more seamless. When I'm doing the scratch routines, it sounds a little bit more like a tune. That way I get more recognition from people who weren't necessarily into geeky scratching stuff, if that makes sense. And it gives me the excuse to be able to do more of it to to a party set. Well, anyway, I hope it does. I'm trying to get better at that. But anyway, because of this, um, if that sticker that's going round, I look at where the needle is on the record and where that sticker should be. And if the sticker is in the wrong place because of the bass vibrations or the needle jumped and the record moved a little bit before the needle came back down, that sticker sync would be off. So all the muscle memory that I've learned to make do that scratch routine live with has just completely gone out the window and I have to relearn it live whilst I'm doing it. And uh, which is like really fucking difficult if it's um, a difficult routine, or I just like literally try and stop it and play a tune straight afterwards to fix it. So it's, it's always a risk, and that's why um, not many people do what I do because they they're not willing to take that risk, which is great for me because like um, I've I've got used to the risk, so I'm not that scared of it anymore. And I get the benefit of being slightly more unique to other ones. Uh, the problem thing is, like, because of these sticker things, like, so um, that sticker's going round um, the turntable. It's like 1.8 seconds it takes for the sticker to go round if you have the, the turntable at its normal speed, right? And uh, so basically, if I want my next sticker position to be in a certain place, I have to edit the audio. So um, if I were to just play the tune, the, the scratch routine, um, without scratching it, it would sound like uh, the tune would play, then suddenly there's a gap of silence, and then another bit comes in that doesn't make any sense, so it just sounds like a skipping CD, unless I do the scratch, so I can't even play it. And it's almost impossible to freestyle something with that if it goes wrong off sync because of that reason. There's other ways of making scratch routines. You can have the tune, the tracks as they are, and you can put cue points... So you can push buttons to go to certain positions and you can use that to change the arrangement, but you only get eight of those per side. So that completely limits the, the length of the arrangement you can do. So say if I had a routine that wasn't pre-edited or made and something went really wrong with the sticker sync or it jumped and something like that, I'd be able to get it back and like instantly pretty much without a problem. The thing is, is that no one in the club understands this at all so if something goes wrong they're not going to understand why it's gone wrong and and also people don't 
have a clue how much work I've put in to make it like that as well. And they don't get it. And sometimes you get people coming up to the decks and just like literally trying to scratch it or like knock it or something like that. Like um, I did a gig on Friday in, in this, um, we've got an island south here. It's like one hour to get there, a uh, flight uh, called Jersey. And uh, I went and played there and everyone was super wasted. And some guy just comes up and just puts his hand on the record in the middle of a scratch routine and starts trying to scratch it. And then um, it was quite funny because like, I was just so surprised he did it. I was like, what the fuck? And then he ran off and then he came back to do it again. And I pulled down the fade. I was like, dude, fuck off. You can't do this. It's going to ruin everything I'm doing. Why are you doing this? And everyone beat him and he ran off in despair. And then at the end of the night, I'd finished and it was like a, a good reception ending or whatever. And I was just playing a, a track and he came up. And he's like, oh, look, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to. I, I understand now. And I was like, dude, dude, don't worry. And I was like, come here, come here. And I loaded up a scratch sample for him. And I was like, look, look, just put your hand on the record and then move it really slowly. And then I did the crossfader for him. So it made it sound like he was like doing something in time and he really liked it. And everyone in the crowd really liked it. It was really sweet. Any upcoming releases? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got um, a EP, which is supposed to be coming out for three years. It's now really old with my friend uh, Beardy Man. And it's got a ton of remixes which will be coming out on this label called Disco Cakes in UK. And then I've got another drum bass EP coming out called which is on Jungle Cakes. It's like two drum bass tracks. And then I've got loads of other tracks I'm working on at the moment. Thanks again for tuning in. That was JFB here on gradio.ca. If you want to head over to his Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, he'll be regularly posting about any upcoming releases and tour dates. And... Be sure to check out his YouTube as well for some amazing tutorials. You can also find him on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Beatport for some amazing music. And be sure to support the artist. Much love, guys. I am out for tonight. My name is Shannon Autumn from gradio.ca, and I will catch you later.